everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am here in the podcast studio with one of our former JTJ team members, a friend of mine, and today's Devo writer, Mrs. Amber Hapka. Hello. So good to be here. Yes. I'm glad you're back. It's been a while. You were on the staff team officially and transitioned off, but you have still been continued to be such a blessing to join the journey through serving and being here on the podcast today. So thank you. I'm glad you're here, Amber. Um, and your husband... He was here and shared a little bit about y'all's story back in episode 124. Yeah, yeah, six or seven months ago. So super encouraging story. I'd encourage everybody listening to rewind, scroll back down the episode list, 124, check it out. But today we are in Genesis 23. And I'd love to hear, Amber, why is this passage significant to you? Uh, thank you so much again, yeah, for the opportunity I just... Uh, I'm very passionate about being in God's Word and what Join the Journey provides for folks. And I'm so excited about what you've been able to do with the podcast for over a year now. It's crazy. And it is, God, really. So. God in and through me. He is so it's good. So um, and so, you know, Genesis 23 can be a tough passage because it's titled, at least, you know, uh, with the little subtitles that have been written in, Sarah's Death and Burial. (laughs) Okay. Um, Light. So, yeah. And it's just um, so special, though, because when I was growing up, I was raised by my dad primarily, but had some incredible women uh, my dad's mom, my grandmother, and then uh, my great aunt, so my grandmother's sister, who just uh, spent you know really sweet time uh, taking care of me, but also taking me to church and introducing me to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so my grandmother passed away when I was only nine, and I had enough of an understanding then of the gospel, but you know didn't truly quite have a faith of my own. Um, but you know knew Jesus was good and that He loved me and. And um, so, you know, in going through that season of grief, um, it was just, I was a nine-year-old. Sure. And so then a few years later, my great aunt really started spending time reading the Bible with me, teaching me, you know, how to have that personal relationship and uh, went on to have um, an incredible opportunity to be loved by her as a mother uh, into adulthood. She got to meet my little boy who's five now before she passed away just a couple of years ago. And so in looking at Genesis 23, the reason I was so glad to have the chance to write about it is I just thought about the opportunities I've had um, to have significant loss, similar to what Abraham had, not not a spouse, but sure. still just such a significant person in my life. And to not get stuck in that grief or get lost in the grief, but have hope um, in eternity because of those women. And if I, I know I read um, in a commentary and, and have found it to be true as far as I can tell that, uh, you know, the record of Sarah's years, like this chapter starts with Sarah lived 127 years. Mm-hmm. There's no other woman's life span recorded specifically in the Bible. Mm. And so that's just so significant as well, that these women had such a special impact on me. And um, so it was just really neat. That's neat. Let me read these first four four verses to set the chapter up for us. So in the the ESV, it reads, starting in verse 1, Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kariath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. 
And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Verse 3. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And what's interesting here is we, we kind of get two things happening. We, we get the account of Sarah's life and death and burial. And we also get an account of Abraham's obedience. What, as you read, Amber, stuck out to you? What did you observe as significant or just general observations when it comes to the story? Yeah, um, I think one of the important things is, you know, here we are, it's the end of January. So we've essentially recovered from the holidays, right? (laughs) You know, all all that it brings at the end of the year and the Mm -hmm. start of a new year. And, um, you know, for me, this time of year is when my grandmother passed away. So the anniversary of her death coming Mm -hmm. up in a couple of days. Then at the end of February, my great aunt that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then just a couple of years ago, my stepmother, um, who also was just a you know, incredible woman in my life passed away in early March. Mm. And so, you know, when you get the winter blues um, that so many people deal with every year, just after the holidays, things are back to routine schedule and, Mm -hmm. you know, the busyness of life, it can be really easy to just sit in sorrow. And I just want to be really clear, you know, grief is a given. Like Jesus told us we are going to have trouble in this world. And so I know right here Abraham mourned. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so confident from this chapter and and reading, you know, the the rest of my Bible that God wants me to mourn and, and to grieve. Sure. But then we see what Abraham did next mm. because he trusted the promise that God had already given him and he stayed in this land to bury Sarah. And that's just so significant. Abraham was obedient. And that's the biggest takeaway Mm. for me to mourn when I have seasons of loss, or I'm just reflecting back on those significant losses that have happened in previous times of my life. Mm. But then to continue to look to eternity which Jesus gives, gave us mm-hmm. when he came to earth as that baby, which we just celebrated back at Christmas. But then he grew to be a man and he went to the cross and he died on that cross and he went to the grave and then he rose again on the third day. And so because we know how the story ends and because I have trusted in that great gift that he gave us on the cross, mm-hmm. I don't have to sit in my sorrow and more, and I can obey with whatever that looks like, take the next step of obedience in faith, trust that God is right there with me, and look to eternity. That's awesome, Amber. That's such a good a good way to demonstrate what does it look like to apply this Old Testament passage for in light of the reality that Jesus has come for believers today. And the reality still is that just like Abraham, we too face grief. And death. And so I'm encouraged by that eternal perspective and just a reminder that in the midst of loss and grief, we can turn to Jesus. As cliche as it sounds, that's the only place where genuine hope and encouragement and comfort can be found. Uh, but what else, Amber, as you think about believers listening to this and reading today's chapter, what other application points would you would you leave us with, if any? 
Yeah. So I think the main thing is just as I was writing this, you know, last fall, I was really um, thinking about, okay, how how do I process grief? You know, where do I turn? And so, uh, you know, often I'm tempted just to turn to comfort foods and that's usually ice cream for me. <laughs> and so, you know, that's okay in moderation, right? Yeah. But um, just, ice you know, not exactly not at all. Um, but ensuring though that I'm not spending every day with ice cream mm. or, you know, every night with ice cream, mm. that having some ice cream as I turn to God's word, as I turn to God's people that he's given me as provision, you know, in my life, that I just cry out to the Lord, um, I think is just really important in looking at, and, and that was just a, a, you know, a thought from this. And so um, I think it's really important. I have verses stored in the notes on my phone for different seasons of life. And I did not come up with that. Someone mm-hmm. recommended that years ago, and it's just been, you know, such a neat thing. And so and one of the discussion questions that I had today was, you know, what are some Bible verses that can help you in times of grief or sorrow that you can use to encourage yourself, use to encourage others and, you know, share with others? And, you know, one passage in particular that's really meaningful to me is in Titus. Mm. That's also my son's name. You know, no, no coincidence here. Um, <laughs> you but, have to like that book of Bible. <laughs> right, right. Your son's Titus. And so, you know, Paul starts Titus saying, you know, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time in which now at his appointed season, he is brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God, our savior. Mm. And I know that doesn't specifically talk about grief, but what it does talk about is that hope of eternal life. Mm. And that's what's so comforting to me is when, particularly when a loved one um, or a friend who is a believer has passed away, they, I know that they have the hope of eternal life and I have the hope of being reunited again in heaven. And um, I have that hope as well that, you know, one day all of this world's trouble will be gone. It will. I love it, Amber. I wish we could keep talking, but we're out of time. So thank you for being here and for sharing that encouragement. I really appreciate it. And I'm confident it'll be an encouragement to all who all who listen. So as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.